here. Uh, we have a journalist on MSNBC attacking people who believe that rights come from God. She said they are Christian nationalists. Well, you know, this whole thing may backfire because uh, if that's the way you're going to define Christian nationalists, then uh, we can claim Thomas Jefferson and George Washington and all of the founding fathers. But, of course, it's a patriarchy as well, isn't it? Isn't that awful? Uh, this is a Politico journalist who is on MSNBC. She's being interviewed by Michael Steele. Now, Michael Steele used to be head of the RNC, the Republican National Committee. Now, I never really paid much attention to what he did uh, when he was at the RNC or what his political beliefs were. But when I was covering the DNC convention in 2016, when Hillary Clinton was nominated, um, I was in the lobby and Michael Steele came in and he had this entourage around him. And everybody was fawning over him. He was celebrated. Uh, you know, they're hanging on every word. I followed him around for a while, see what he was doing and. And how because I was just stunned. You know, here's this guy. I thought he was a Republican, but, you know, they were treating him like he was uh, somebody from the Clinton administration. Perhaps he was. But now he's working for MSNBC. And you notice as this uh, reporter who is doing the talking, she is she works for Politico. She works for Politico. Uh, maybe he got to know her when she was uh, the senior political analyst at Politico covering the Hillary Clinton campaign. Uh, she was the point of focus for Politico covering Hillary. And he just gives her free reign, and he doesn't contradict anything that she has to say. Uh, here's the clip. Did right. Remember when Trump ran in 2016, a lot of the mainline evangelicals wanted mm -hmm. nothing to do with the divorced, uh, you know, real estate mogul who right. had cheated on his wife and with a porn star and all of that, right? So what happened was he was surrounded by this more extremist, element you're going to hear words like christian nationalism like the new apostolic reformation these are groups that you should get very uh very schooled on because they yeah. have a lot of power in Trump's circle and the one thing that unites all of them because there's many different groups orbiting trump but the thing that unites them as christian nationalists not christians by the way because Christian nationalist is very different, mm -hmm. is that they believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. The problem with that is that they are determining man, men, mm -hmm. it is yeah, men, yeah. are determining what God is telling them. And in the past, that so-called natural law is, you know, it's a pillar of Catholicism for, mm -hmm. Catholicism, for instance. It's been used for good in social justice campaigns. Right. Martin Luther King evoked it in talking about civil rights. But now you have an extremist element of conservative Christians who say that this applies specifically to issues including abortion, gay marriage, and it's going much further than that, as you see, for instance, with the ruling in Alabama right. this week, that judge is connected to that dominionist uh, faction. Wow. She threw out a lot of labels there, didn't she? I don't think she really knows what she's talking about. And she is so dead wrong about everything. Uh, I don't pronounce extremist. Yeah, it's extremist is what I say. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, considering how absolutely fundamentally ignorant she is about everything else she had to say, I imagine I'm, I'm leaning towards her being the one who's wrong about pronouncing the word extremist, extremist, extremist. And it's men, those men, men. And it's men, she said. She emphasized the fact that it is men. They are evil. Well, um, I have something to say about that, of course. Um, 
the thing that unites them as Christian nationalists, not as Christians, uh, because Christian nationalism is very different from the, well, you know what? Uh, Christians understand that all human beings are, everything that happens is subject to uh, what God uh, creates. He is the one who is sovereign. There is, uh, and of course you saw Michael Steele doesn't say anything about that. When she says, well, rights, rights uh, come from God. He doesn't say, but doesn't the Declaration of Independence say that? Isn't that our founding document? Yeah, the governments are created to protect those God-given rights and that those rights are inalienable because they are given to us by God. As I say all the time, you know, people have rights. Corporations don't have rights. Um, uh, Sprumford on uh, Rumble says uh, MSNBC is the absolute worst of the mainstream Marxist media. Vile. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's Marxist Stasi. NBC. No, it's Microsoft. It's a you know, connection with Gates. That helps to explain it, I guess. Um, but th- that rights don't come from Congress. You said that they don't come from the Supreme Court. They don't. They come from God. Well, you know, um, uh, if they come from the government, they're privileges. We're going to allow you to drive outside of your little zone 100 days a year, but no more. No, I have a right to travel. I have a right to do a lot of different things. Uh, Now, Michael Steele did not rebuke her, of course, but she was uh, rebuked very rapidly on social media. Um, One guy who really has her number, I retweeted this when I saw this this morning, Andrew T. Walker. Uh, He is a professor of ethics and public theology. He said, um, this is a civics failure a talent failure, an intelligence failure, an historical failure, and an ethics failure. He said, believing that rights come from God is now known as Christian nationalism, he said. Uh, and he says all that he said, and he lists those things out. A failure in civics, a failure in talent, intelligence, histor- history, ethics. Shall I keep going, he said. Uh, elites we will always have. But he said, we need to have better elites. The elites are not sending us their best people, quite frankly. <laughs> and you notice the problem that she had with natural rights. Now, natural rights is um, something that Biden had a big problem with with Clarence Thomas. He had written about natural rights. And, of course, that is essentially the concept that is there in the Declaration of Independence. We all have rights based on our humanity. There is a commonality of humans. We're all uh, you know, one race. We are all of one blood and we all have fundamental rights that come from God. That doesn't mean that we get equal, uh, uh results from people. Uh, people turn in uh, different amounts of work, but they also have different abilities, uh, different gifts. And all, all of that is Christian. You know, we even talk about talent. Where does that come from? Talent was a unit of weight. And uh, Jesus was talking about uh, people who were given uh, different amounts of weight of uh, precious metal. And um, what did they do with it? How did they invest it? And how did they put it to work? So one person gets one talent, another one gets five or ten talents. And so that uh, parable, um, you know, the one who gets one, he doesn't do anything with it, but the other people do something with it, and, you know, they're rewarded for that. But, the, you know, the whole point of that, people took that as like talents. Oh, okay. Well, talent means something that God gifts you with, some ability or some circumstances, what the 
Marxists would call privileges, right? Uh, so what do you do with all of that? And, and so it, the, the, the fundamental teachings of Christianity permeate our language, our history, our society, and our governmental theory. And she doesn't understand that. Neither does Joe Biden. As I've said many times, the left wanted to come after Joe Biden with Anita Hill. He said, she said thing. Oh, you know, he made some certain remarks. I mean, you, you look at what is swallowed whole now by both uh, the liberals as well as the conservatives. And of course, all this stuff only happened a couple of years before uh, Bill Clinton was credibly charged with many, many cases of violent sexual attack as well as rape. And these same people, uh, Anita Hill and all these experts that have been brought in to oppose Clarence Thomas, they became apologists for Bill Clinton. Oh, that's no big deal. No big deal at all. And these people are making these accusations. They're just a bunch of bimbos and trailer trash. Uh, but when, and there was credible uh, evidence on that, uh, but there wasn't credible evidence on uh, Clarence Thomas, but they were very angry because Biden was overseeing those hearings and they wanted Biden to focus on that. And he didn't. Instead, what did fo Biden focus on? What Biden was upset about was natural rights. And I remember listening to, we were, we were driving through the Blue Ridge Parkway, uh, came over, we were going up to um, visit relatives uh, in Pennsylvania. And so we detoured over we're coming up from texas we detoured over so we could drive most of the way as much of the way as we could on the blue ridge parkway and um so i was it was um it was a time when there were, it was off season for tourist stuff so i was driving a little bit faster than uh you typically be able to if there were uh slow moving vehicles on the way and uh but i i <laughs> i remember that drive and I remember listening to the live hearings on NPR, and I just about drove off the side of the cliff when I heard him say, uh, go, I'll go off on natural rights, Joe Biden. I've, all, I've despised Joe Biden ever since the Clarence Thomas hearings. I would just, it's like, if you would have told me back then that uh, Joe Biden would become president, I would have driven off the cliff. <laughs> because he's driving our country off the cliff now. But... Um, uh, yeah, he, he had a problem with that. Well, that's the basic understanding of our purpose of government is based on natural rights. That's not something that is limited to Catholics. All Christians understand that, um, that, uh, you know, where, where God is. Uh, Ron Rumble, hi, Boo, says uh, she thought rights came from benevolent authoritarians. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, Billy the Kid, part two. Government, can I please eat meat today? Please, please, I promise. I'll do whatever you say, Master. Absolutely pathetic losers. That's their attitude. Uh, on Rumble, Foggy Trail. She says it's a problem because man is deciding what God wants. But she's perfectly fine with man determining what your rights are. <laughs> There's no consistency in this logic. Yeah, She doesn't like uh, God. She wants humans as God, but not men, not men. Uh, because they're they're so evil. Anyway, um, she's also a type of woman that you'll just encounter everywhere. She's the type just she's gone some sort of antidepressant. She's mostly gone and is just <laughs> fumbling, mumbling her way through everything she says. You've almost definitely got an ant like this. Oh yeah, she is. Uh, she is a heavy duty stereotype, isn't she? Unfortunately. Um, so it was one of the most disturbing and frankly dangerous things I've ever seen in a political conversation, said uh, Bishop Barron in a video that he wrote. Bishop Robert Barron, I don't know who he is, 
But he says this opens the door to totalitarianism, and it does. You either believe, see, this is, everybody freaks out when somebody starts talking about their Christian beliefs. Well, just understand this. Somebody who is a sincere Christian, you know, you've got a lot of people who are out there throwing this stuff around because they, they want to get votes of people who are Christians. But if they sincerely believe this stuff, uh, you have to understand that they, they realize that they're going to answer to God. On the contrary, if you don't think that there is a God, you think that you are God once you get elected to these offices or you're aspiring to be God. And those are the really dangerous people, not the people who understand that they are going to be held accountable. The other people, uh, if they don't believe that they're going to be held accountable, there's really not anything that really restrains them. They may not uh, necessarily become corrupt, but there's no restraint there. It's just going to be because they want to do the right thing. And how many of us uh, will do that if there's not a restraint there? That's one of the reasons why our society is in the shape that it's in. Um, he went on to say government exists to secure these rights, not to produce them. Of course, that's what, uh, Jefferson said. He says it's further evidence of this extreme hostility on the left now towards religion, precisely as an American, I want to hold that my rights come not from something as vacillating and as unreliable as Congress or the Supreme court. They come from God. He didn't mention the president either. That's uh, interesting. Yeah, Congress or the Supreme Court. Uh, no, they, uh, it doesn't come from the government. Uh, the, any of the government doesn't uh, give you your rights. As a matter of fact, uh, it was the president who trashed them in 2020, didn't he? Um, she said, while natural law is, quote, a core pillow of, pillar of Catholicism, in recent decades has been used to oppose abortion, LGBTQ rights, and contraception. She said in an article uh, that she wrote for Politico, um, well, again, this stuff is all tied together, isn't it? You know, the, um, uh, if you, uh, you have a right to life, don't you? Where does that come from? Well, God knit you together in your mother's womb. And, uh, you know, the, you, each and every one of us has a right to live or we can be murdered by our government or other people at any time that they wish. If you don't support that for babies, you don't support it for anyone. Uh, so all Western thinking really has been along this line. Now they're overthrowing Western civilization. You know, even in the Libertarian Party, they would speak about uh, the difference between um, uh, natural law and uh, arbitrary dictated law. You know, like uh, you, know, you can't park here, that type of thing, versus uh, something that we all understand as being wrong. Uh, stealing or murder or something like that. Uh, unless you live in a society where they have uh, embraced the opposite of, of what every civilization has known. It's, it's an evidence of a, of a lack of civilization of the decline of, or the absence of civilization, uh, to be involved, uh, in uh, cannibalism or outright theft, but other people generally, especially if you have, uh, a peaceful society, they accept these premises of natural law. Uh, so, um, she said, um, that the idea that God created government is at odds with a functioning plural, pluralistic society. No, her philosophy is at odds with a functioning pluralistic society. Um, so our society was far more functional, by the way, when people believed that. Also, uh, but, having a pluralistic society means it's almost non-functional anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. Diversity is our strength. 
Uh, yeah, it's uh, you have to be united on some principles here. Uh, but, you know, the interesting thing is that she's once again proven, proven, even though she didn't set out to do this. She's now proven that America is based on Christian ideas. And, and it's funny because the Babylon Bee had a satirical headline about three days before she did this interview with Michael Steele and made fun of that. You know, now a Christian nationalist is somebody who thinks that the rights come from God. A guy who's a classical Christian educator. He said one of the things he tries to stress with his students is the understanding of civic virtue, which has been a foundation of Western civilization. It's an excellent um, uh, editorial by Lucas Vieira. And he said, um, he begins, he always uh, will talk to his students about this uh, quote from George Washington, who said, of all the dispositions and habits which lead to political prosperity, Religion and morality are indispensable supports. In vain would that man claim the tribute of patriotism who should labor to subvert these great pillars of human happiness, these firmest props of the duties of men and citizens. And as other founders said, uh, we have a system of government that cannot survive without a moral society. Even Augustine of Hippo, the North African bishop, fourth century, as he was talking about... Um, uh, his, his big work, The City of God, that he contrasted with The City of Man. And one of the reasons that he was putting this together was because you had a, a lot of people at the decline of the Roman Empire were saying, well, it was, um, it was Christianity that destroyed uh, the Roman Empire. And so he was pushing back against that idea. As uh, this author says, Augustine not only addresses questions concerning systematic theology, but also the role of the Christian while living as an exiled pilgrim in this earthly existence, which directly connects to the questions regarding politics. Augustine's general conception of virtue is one of, here's the key, rightly ordered loves. Rightly ordered loves. So what sort of rightly ordered loves should citizens and magistrates possess for the sake of the community? What virtues allow for the flourishing of a civil society? What about members of the eternal city of God allows them to be beneficial for the temporary cities of men? That's a key difference, right? You know, we're citizens of an eternal city of God, whereas we live now in the city of men. And so he says, however, those of us who are citizens of the city of God can do things that benefit a people, even if they are simply the city of man. And I would say one of the things he doesn't mention in this essay, but I think one of the things that's really, really clear is the fact Augustine was the one who first formulated the ideas about a just war. You know, when is war justified? And of course, only in defense. Uh, you do it to try to minimize civilian casualties. You do it with a desire to cease hostilities, all of these different things that are there that are reflected in our constitution where we're supposed to have a vote by our elected representatives before we have a declaration of war. But now that's done by the president and the military industrial complex will send out weapons of destruction without any input or discussion from us. Uh, and they take our taxes to do that. Uh, but certainly uh, from the uh, person who's operating from the position of the city of God uh, and is concerned about whether or not a war is justified, that is going to be of benefit to everyone in society if you don't have these 
unjustified, constant wars. So Augustine believes that the virtues of Christian citizens and magistrates directly benefit the temporal political society, particularly because they're oriented toward the eternal lasting city and due to the fact that only the members of the city of God have a rightly ordered love that is needed to bring about a truly flourishing and peaceful community. We have these wars because we have men who do not have rightly ordered loves. They don't love life. They don't love liberty. They love money. They love power. And they will kill in order to get money and power. And they don't care who dies, whose lives they use to achieve that goal. He said, um, Augustine speaks of the two cities, and uh, he says, uh, and speaking of them, he said, uh, uh, the city of man is temporal, is full of those whose loves are disordered. Because of this, happiness and peace cannot be found in the city of man, only in the city of God, whose ruler is the Lord. He said, um, in terms of talking about Rome's corruption, see if this doesn't apply to us today. The Roman commonwealth, which altering little by little, gradually moving away from the fairest and from the best became the worst and the most shameful. The morals of the forefathers were swept away, not by slow degrees as formerly, but as if by a torrent. So great were the young persons corrupted by luxury and avarice, greed, if you will. So it began by a slow, little by little altering, right? Uh, how do you go morally bankrupt? Gradually, then suddenly, like a torrent. And he traced it to the younger generation's obsession with luxury and with greed. You see, human nature does not change. Thousands of years ago, uh, human nature does not change. The things that we lust after, uh, those do change. Uh, but not the basic things. He goes on to say that Rome's gods required their worshipers, those indecent and ignoble displays to which they lent a pernicious authority by their pretended divinity. He said, um, Rome's gods encouraged vice as opposed to virtue. Uh, we were talking about that as well. You know, we look at the foundations of our society and that woman from Politico who, uh, you know, hates anything that refers back to Christianity, anything that involves men or Christianity. We look at the statues, some of them comically crude, others um, uh, that uh, have spent a lot, have been given a lot of money to create like that, uh, you know, woman with the horns and the tree-like limbs and the roots uh, of arms and legs. Uh, these are the things that we are now pushing out there as we, as they built that society, that, that statue to honor abortion. Augustine says that the city of man led to its own downfall as it could not cultivate the virtues needed for its maintenance. What kind of virtues do you need to maintain a society? Well, you need to reward merit and hard work and other things like that. He says, if the kings of the earth and all the nations, princes and all the judgments of the earth, young men and maidens, old men and children, the people of every age and each sex, if this whom John the Baptist spoke, even the tax gatherers and the soldiers, if all of these together were to hear and to embrace the Christian precepts of justice and moral virtue, then the commonwealth would adorn its lands and its happiness in this present life and then ascend to the summit of eternal life. 
we'd be better off in this life as we have seen in the past our society was. Citing Cicero's Republic, he lists a variety of civic virtues that lead to the flourishing of one's hometown. He said, please think about them. Notice how they proclaim as praiseworthy simplicity and restraint, along with faithfulness to marriage and behavior that is chaste and honorable and upright. When a city is strong in virtues such as these, then it can truly be said to be flourishing. So things like restraint, marital faithfulness, modest behavior, moral uprightness, these are civic virtues. Do you see any of those in Donald Trump? Because I don't. Why do we think that we're going to have a virtuous society if we put somebody who is antithetical to every one of these Christian virtues and we worship him and we call him a good Christian man by whose standard? By whose standard? He doesn't even pretend to embrace these values. Gusson said, um, in fact, through such behavior being taught and learned in churches that are springing up all over the globe, like sacred lecture halls, sacred lecture halls, where these values are put. Well, we were told we couldn't go to those, or we had to wear a mask, or we had to keep ourselves separate. Uh, churches all over the globe, like sacred lecture halls for the peoples of the world. Above all, they learn of the reverence that consists of worshiping the true and truthful God. All these virtues, which educate the human spirit and, are, and fit it for fellowship with God and for living in the eternal city of heaven, he not only commands us to seek, but he also enables us to acquire. We should not give up our hope. You know, I, I keep looking at this story about this guy who, you know, self-immolated, uh, to protest uh, the war in Israel, did it in front of the Israeli embassy. Uh, that is not the path to change, no matter what the issue is. Uh, we don't want to just burn down society. We don't want to just commit suicide. We are not people without hope. People in the city of man are without hope. We don't need people from the city of man to rule us. They don't have the power for change. And that's what Augustine was saying. Augustine, who stood against unjust wars. Augustine, who wrote and convinced people. Augustine did not set himself on fire. He set the world on fire. The David Knight Show is a critical thinking super-spreader. If you've been exposed to logic by listening to The David Knight Show, please do your part and try not to spread it. Financial support or simply telling others about the show causes this dangerous information to spread farther. People have to trust me. I mean, trust the science. Wear your mask. Take your vaccine. Don't ask questions. Using free speech to free minds. It's the David Knight Show.